Uh, welcome back to the Airbyte podcast episode. Um, Ross, what episode is this now? Four. Four, yeah. Four. You're super Airbyte weekly. Flown by this week. It's one month. It's kind of to the point where we're going to actually start telling people that we're doing this. You sure you're ready for that? I'm ready. I'm ready. It's good content. Great content. Steve, do you want to give us our uh, weekly uh, digest? Weekly what digest. What have been doing this week? Uh, so last week we described that we're only using web engine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, what? Sorry. Do you want to start again? <laughs> so uh, we're all with it. We're all with it. Last week we explained that we've kind of doing more web work um, over the next couple of weeks, and that's been pretty true for this week as well. Um, yes. I know we started a AR project this on Monday. Yep. That's um, been really interesting. We're going to be sharing the content of that sort of once it's launched. Yeah, it's uh, it's not that interesting so far in terms of like new tech because we haven't actually started playing around with. It's more the groundwork. Yeah, it's all groundwork, and that's always. Yep. Uh, Should get interesting from next week. Yeah, yeah, next week we can get into it. Um, we'll do some video content next week, you reckon? Sure. We can have some yeah. Skype. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was also launching a fitness website this Sunday. Yep. Um, for someone starting kind of online workouts and building sort of her own brand online, which has been interesting. We've kind of based that off Shopify. Mm. First Shopify project. What were the other two? What, what were the other two Shopify products? Projects? I said we've only done one. Oh, if we said that. <laughs> 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 This is the first one. First one. Uh, how do you think? Would you work with Shopify again? Yes, it's uh, yeah. It saves loads of time doing the, uh, especially like physical purchasing fulfillment. Yeah. And the integrations on it are amazing. Yeah. It is a bit pricey, but not really. Uh, when you weigh up out of scope, really. When you weigh up how much it's going to cost to build a whole back-end structure of managing products and all that stuff, I don't think it's that costly. No, no, it's not. It's not that costly. It's just it can be quite intimidating for someone who wants to sell like wholesale stuff they bought off eBay or something like that because mm-hmm. 30, yeah it's 30 or 20 dollars more I can't remember yeah it but depends on volume as well because obviously a lot of all the channels yeah exactly um, and yeah it's totally it's definitely worth it um, yeah. and it gives you kind of a lot of the integrations with other large providers are free so like the MailChimp one and everything um, so it's, it's more than enough to get off the ground I mean we've we've built essentially a video hosting service Using existing tech, mm-hmm. that's just easy as well for the for the person running it. So yeah. For the for the business that we're building it for, it's easy for them. Yeah. To kind of go in and <coughs> kind of alter the the blog posts, the products, change the product descriptions quickly. Yeah. yeah. And it means for us that we're yeah. focusing our time on like making it a differentiator from mm-hmm. the rest of the market, rather than trying to worry like how we're going to provide video content yeah. reliably and fulfill it and everything else exactly. so like we don't have to worry about it yep. um, but we still have a good understanding of how it works so we know like the nuances and everything yep. to do with it would you say they're the kind of standard in our Shopify like yeah definitely yeah. yeah I mean in our kind of commerce product that we've been doing um, it's surprising you know it's surprising how many good 
brands that are built on it now. Um, it used to be kind of synonymous with cheap and yep. like just random people trying to sell something on the cheap. Now, like lot large brands are actually using it and mm. uh, doing quite well. Does it integrate with the WordPress? Not, all, not really. Yeah. You can like import a thing into your blog and vice versa, but interesting. Yeah. It's also um, it's taken us about two weeks to launch this. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Whereas building a fully fledged system would take a little longer. So cost effective, very, and very, time effective. Very, very. Um, uh, other webwork been sort of launching another sort of agency's website. Um, should be going live in the next week or so. Um, and then, yeah, then I guess I've been doing some uh, fitness. It's all fitness. It's all fitness. It's, it's a lot of fitness. Fitness, fitness web, web agency. And, and, <laughs> and mobile. Uh, yeah, starting a, a new roadmap or feature set for an existing client who launched last month. Rig? Yeah. Shout out to Rig. <laughs> Taking that to the next next level. Yep. Next level. Yep. So what you guys are doing with that then? Do you wanna uh, so Rig launched about a month ago as a sort of a social platform but also selling but allowing uh, studios and gyms to sell classes uh, through the app. So users can go on, post their content, post similar to Instagram style, and then they can go on and, and purchase uh, classes. Uh, he's now wanted to focus more on the classes aspect, so allowing studios to set up sort of the mind body accounts and pushing the content to to users and sort of scrapping the whole social element. Mm -hmm. So it's now focusing purely on buying and selling tickets. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say scrap it. I mean, the community aspect will still be there. It's just a lot less focus on it. Yep. Um, yeah, more more towards <coughs> general fitness places where it's it's more about activity. Yeah. And uh, activity feeds and notifications rather than posting and engaging with content. It's always hard to to try and build a social. Yep. You know, when you got the big players out there, even they kind of find it hard to compete with each other. Each other. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, Strava launched a sort of a a social addition to their app today. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. What day is it? Don't know. Who knows. Oh, it's, it is, uh, why is my, why is my... 20th? It is 20th. It is uh, Friday the 20th. 20th October, Strava released a social platform to allow people to post updates on what they're doing, including yeah. photos and videos. Oh, really? And the Twitter post that they did it on looks very negative. Everyone's kind of slating it now, saying, why have they done this? What's the point? I'm going elsewhere. Why have you just turned into Facebook? You know? Yeah. People yeah. don't go on it to interact with other users really, just to try to learn fitness. Yeah. If anything it's the opposite. Like you yeah. don't wanna be talk like you don't want other people to see your progress unless yeah. you actively yeah. share it. Yeah. Uh, I mean yeah. if if they if they if it was the flip side and they could kinda of start building it just through a kind of cycling small target market and then build from there, I'm sure they had good intentions with trying to do that but But it's just no need. Yeah, uh, there's a real no need. It's just, uh, I, don't know, I think it's a poor choice. Yeah, and the yeah, users 
users don't agree either, so yeah. go listen to your users. And it's strange that they didn't like gauge that reception before no. doing yeah. it. Like, surely they must have had like a Lisa Beta group or yeah, some sort of feedback group that would have said, yeah. "This is not what we want." Yeah. yeah, it's not like an easy task at the same time either. So. Hmm. Strange. Strange. It's, it's also a lot of investment for them because they now have to manage sort of the server load of how many users they've got, millions and millions of users now sort of introducing a social platform. Mm. Normally, normally you start a social platform with tens and hundreds of users and then scale it, but they have to scale straight from day one. It's a yeah, lot of cost. So, yeah, a lot of investment. It's just bizarre. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, whether they'll scale it back to be just a small addition of what it was before. Yep. Um, oh, cool. Any any other news this week? Um, Offices stabilised in temperature and temperature's good. Issues seems to be good. Just about. Just about. A bit sunny today <laughs> in the office. Felt to start a little bit. <laughs> We've uh, had a couple of client visits here this week, which has been good. Yeah. It's nice yeah. having people sort of come to visit us rather than. That's going to visit yeah. them sometimes. Well, it saves on time a lot. Yeah. Uh, like, we're really conscious of time at the moment because we've got a lot on. Yep. So it helps with that, and obviously, yeah, we've got a good space now. So, yep. people being very positive about it. Yep. Um, yeah. So, that's the weekly digest. Okay. Uh, topics in news. Uh, so the reports today were saying about iPhone 8 and 8 Plus, how like sales have been like dismal mm. in comparison to other launches, oh, really? and like whilst it's not like a huge surprise, mm-hmm. it's still uh, surprising that it, it's been like dismissed so badly, like as a dismal launch. And can you compare it though, because they haven't launched the full set? Of course, yeah, it's 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 a it's a invalid comparison. The iPhone X will undoubtedly have high demand, but there's also apparently a lot of word that the iPhone X is going to be very limited in supply because of materials, mm. etc. Um, so it's going to be almost like an AirPods type lim- limited availability. Yeah. In which case, like, I wonder if that will actually then just help the 8s mm. sell because a lot of people will be waiting for the X and be like, oh, I wonder if I'll get one. Oh, it's really hard to get one. I'll just get an 8. Mm. I got, yeah. I can see that, but I don't, I'm always a bit suspicious when companies do that and limit their supply. Of course, yeah. It's always a typical... I mean, the one company that did do great at that is the fashion supreme, fashion mm. company supreme, and so many other companies try to copy that business model with not as much success, but it's the same, you know, you, you, you limit the AirPods, mm. make people want them more, it's just human nature yeah. to want them. But I think that, I think that's what they might end up doing with the X. Maybe they'll change that strategy now, yeah. like that this has actually happened, and maybe they'll trigger, all right, well, we've got a boost. Yeah, do you think it's a valid valid excuse? Do you think it's valid that they're, they're limited on materials or labor? Uh, I think materials is, might be valid, because yeah. there's uh, obviously the OLED screen, and, mm-hmm. and if you think about the numbers that they've got to produce, yeah. Like, even I and mean, obviously they don't even produce half the stuff. So like the screens and everything is like Samsung anyway, but the volume at which they have to produce it is way more than what Samsung usually see anyway. So that's why they but struggle yeah. quite but a lot. But they've known they've known they're going to launch this iPhone probably for probably yeah, I mean, two yeah. years. Yeah, but it still it always happens, right? And it would still be somewhat hard to get or 
Yeah, it's just mar it's marketing, right? It it's probably work out better for them in the long run that they do limit supply. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think because they're going for that like exclusivity yeah, yeah, yeah. things, like it it's a bit like with the original iPhones, like mm. like. Uh, and I remember the iPhone four first, the one with the first Retina screen, that was quite hard to get uh, on launch because yeah, 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 they gave it to like, and whether that, and apparently that was like hardware. Yeah. Generates hype. Generates say feeds feeds the hype machine. Did you say the Bose QCs were were a limited supply or no, were hard to grab? So. Get no. hold of them. No, 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 no. No, as much hype as the Apple product. No, that's the thing. But they're really popular. The Bose headphones. That's yeah. is that one of your topics? Talk about your headphones. No, it's not. Oh, okay. It, it could be. We, it, we might as well. Are you might interested well. in? Yeah, yeah. I, I want your review. <laughs> Have you got the same ones? Yeah. So we've got the same ones now. Got but, the Bose QC. What are they? 35s? Yeah. With sound cancelling. Which is. Are there are there ones similar that don't have the sound cancelling? There are. Yeah. Those what are the they sound call? links. Sound links. They're just like they're supposed to be lower because yeah, like half the price. The guy I know who has those ones kept telling me, "Don't bother with the sound cards, <laughs> waste of money." But I'm gonna have to disagree. Yeah, it's it's I amazing. Think, I think it's, it's like, brilliant. It's like a whole other kind of yeah, there are, a whole other thing on top. What's interesting is like oh, the experience that I went through is like the first couple of months you're like this is amazing, but then there are some times where like you just don't want it. Yeah. You don't want to be like Cut shut out. out. Yeah, and so. You end up like using your other pair, and then you use another pair of headphones. And you're like, I, I can't use these, so like, then you're stuck with. Why isn't uh, like almost deaf? Why isn't noise cancelling on and off feature? It is. Mm, it is now, yeah. but you have to go into the app. But the the Mark Twos have a button right. that let you do it apparently. Ah. Although I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's true. Yeah. But I think that's the only difference. That and the other the Google Assistant, but no one cares. Yeah. Disappointing <laughs> that. All, uh, these, all these sound companies are just trying to integrate with Echo, like, uh, was it Sonos? With uh, Amazon. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Saw one of those the other day. Who's, who's going to go with Siri? Oh, where do I mean, Apple don't even. No, I mean, they Apple? don't license it out, so they're yeah. obviously bringing out HomePod later this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're going to try and cover the market themselves. But again, like, the HomePod, like, why is it, it takes so, like, it's taking so long. It's like. That was when they were under quite a lot of pressure regarding like the MacBooks and everything, like yeah, yeah, and yeah. iMacs, and it, and then that's when they actually came out and were like, and were like, oh, we we're gonna, we are gonna be doing these hard like this hardware, like iMac Pros and everything like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they are as a company in five, five, yeah. ten. A lot of debate, a lot of debate about Apple. What do you think? Are you long or short? What? You're buying or selling Apple stock? If you uh. Oh, it's, it's so tricky. It's so tricky. I mean, I wouldn't buy no, because I, uh, I would say it's it's probably peaked. But yeah, I feel like the iPhone domination is definitely peaked in terms of people just knowing. For me, three four years ago, iPhones were like just kind of a standard, mm. and it is it's slipping. Even though a lot of people, you walk around the high street. You see a lot of people with upper fours and fives, sixes, but I can't see them. I can't see them keeping that rain for the next five, ten. But I mean, who knows where? It is a new competitor, I think. Sort of the mobile market. Sort of, if something new came up, I think it would be successful. People are getting a bit. But then, 
new is usually frowned upon in the moment as well by most consumers. Like, imagine if the iPhone X came with like completely new operating system. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, why? First of all, like, why would Apple do that? Like, if you think about iOS, hmm. <clears throat> which again is another like debate or hot topic as to whether that's good or not. Like, they wouldn't change it so dramatically that users would shy away from it. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, and it's the same with like any consumer products. Hmm. Um, I saw Razer were uh, investing in the phone market. Yeah, they're going to be bringing out a phone soon. I mean, who else was ever that uh, photography camera company brought out that phone recently? Can't remember what they're called, but seems like there were still players. In yeah, the like market. yeah. So and then there's a central phone, which is uh, by the guy who created Android, or one of the co-creators yeah. of Android. And he like created a really nice hardware for mm-hmm. Android, mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is super nice. But again, like, yeah, it's still Android anyway, so it doesn't, doesn't really matter at your point. But I think OnePlus is a superior phone, <laughs> in my opinion. Debatable, <laughs> debatable. <laughs> they had a little bit of a slip up recently in their privacy. They were kind of like collecting a lot of information. It's never good for a, for a small company like that. No. Never good. You, yeah, you got to wonder how they're making their money, haven't you? <laughs> Alright. Steve, you got a topic? I was going to talk about launches. Launches. And around the, the, everyone's sort of um, responsibilities around launches. Like if you're working with a development company or okay, product yeah. studio. Yeah. Sort of... Um, who's responsible for the success of the launch and if mm-hmm. sort of well, what would you declare as a successful launch well just without issue everything's ready everything's on time depends on what you're launching really doesn't it yeah like yeah. a million users could be a successful launch yeah um one user one user could yeah could be also a successful launch <laughs> yeah but I think like also making sure that the launch is Success is validated right from the start of your project, because mm-hmm. um, then everyone's working towards the same thing. Whereas I think people have ulterior to uh, alternative sort of views of what's successful or not. Even a week up to before launch, they yeah. to like change that. Yeah, that's think, true. Uh, and that affects the, I guess, what's being built throughout. Yeah, it's also like the priorities, isn't it? Like, yeah. we 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 will focus on what is a priority for the client. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we like to know, yeah, like why we're trying to explore the business is not just like what do we want to build, we actually try and explore like what's their business motives and mm. what they're trying to achieve in whether it's not in this product but maybe in future products as well. That's a big thing we we advocate is like trying to learn people's roadmaps. Yeah, especially because say if you, you came to a company and they, they said I want to build this, but then you have to ask why and what, how do they determine the growth? Do they want loads of people using it? Do they want high revenue streams do they want I don't know you need to see set their goal I guess and mm-hmm. then these companies can work together and succeed at I guess that takes us on to our internal launch yep um, coming up soon and how how we would see that launch as a kind of success I mean how would you how would you I would realize? declare it as a success if we can decide on a name <laughs> and launch with that uh it's an interesting one. I think 
We should probably all answer this like separately. Feels like it should be like a secret ballot thing again. Where like you declare what the success would be. Yeah. I would say like success for me would be a cohort of users that understand the product and find a genuine need for it. Yeah. To validate. That's what we all, that's what yeah. my goal is to validate the product mm -hmm. in its current form. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that sort of having seeing people share it and then if people then drop in hints <laughs> kind of add to the shared thing like it's like you say just the collaborative sort of element of it yeah and seeing if the, if the product works in that way and if they're actually using it i think just yeah like you say like a group of people yeah. Even if it's just a small number. Yeah, it then. could be it could be like ten people, but mm -hmm. they it could be ten people across the world, and yeah. like so that means like we're influencing cultures yeah. across, you know, not yeah, just yeah. ours. What about oh, you, Alex? That's deep. Influencing cultures. Influencing cultures. Well, I mean, like influencing people in different cultures as well. It's just that. Um, well, it depends on right? for the for the API side of things mm. to see that as a launch, a successful kind of deployment is that it it does its job. It's yeah. quite black and white, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it do, do its job up to a certain extent, right? Up to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, we'll come on to this. <laughs> we'll come on to this. Oh, keep um, but for the for the kind of front side of it, um, again, yeah, just enough, even if it's a small amount of users, even if there is three users, for me, that if, if we don't know those users, and it's kind of like they're, we can see they're using it in a, uh, in a valuable way that delivers them value. Yeah. And I see that as a success, and I see that as some form of validation. Yeah. Uh, so we've actually talked quite just now already about qualitative, qualitative uh, kind of evaluation of yeah, the product, yeah, yeah. whereas we've also got quantitative, where we say like the accuracy is a certain percentage. Yeah. Uh, the speed is under a certain amount of time. That sort of thing, yeah. which I'm really like keen to obviously know because mm -hmm. then that is a drive competitive drive uh, and something that we can obviously the market yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, both the sort of people using it is far more important than the amount of traffic that you can get because you don't want a number of people just landing on it and not using it yeah obviously sure. you want people to use it that's just yeah because you can get false foundation right yeah. you spend a few grand on yeah. Facebook ads in the first uh, few weeks of launch and yeah you are, you're going to get users, but it doesn't mean it's a success. Yeah. I think, uh, in that way, rather than sort of splashing on loads of ads and things, like penetrating different user groups and trying to get it yeah, into yeah. a circle is the best way. Yeah, and there's there's a bunch of people that like we know from like old jobs and stuff that who are super critical about stuff that we build. Uh, <laughs> In a, in a good way, like in a positive way, but they'll like, because they're all developers and everything, they'll try yeah. and break it and tear it apart and... Uh, that's what I'd say. Like, we'll definitely try out with them first. It's like a kind of one of the private uh, private testing groups, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. If it passes like that test, like it's like ah, oh, this this is ready, you know. <laughs> um, let's see how it goes. Yeah. I also what well, I had a chat with a a company who specialises in testing, and would you look to use them for that's your own product launch? I know we we always sort of advise it to clients because. <laughs> for us it kind of validates that we've done our job yeah. uh, during handover and before it goes live it's like a safety check to make sure everything's working 
but yeah, that's, that's really interesting. As, as a group of developers, do we invest in? What's the what's the business? What's the kind of cost and financials of, of using a service like that? Well, they, they they kind of go on similar rate to us in terms of client work, mm-hmm. where they set out a project requirements yeah, yeah, yeah. set their day rate or whatever method they work on. Is um, it a long procedure? No, I mean it's sort of hiring out a testing team for a couple of days. Yeah, um, it's pretty flexible. Yeah. Um, interest is uh, if we didn't have like like private group. Yeah. Then definitely. The fact that we do, but then they're all developers as well. So like, they are in a way inclined to maybe do something yep. that someone else wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I, I, think, I don't think we, 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 we care that, I mean, we're tracking sort of failures and successes on the APR side of things. Yeah. Um, and if, as long as we kind of keep a, we can easily push updates and so I don't think stuff breaking is a problem. No, not really. It's more, it would be more like kind of UX evaluation, but then mm. we're, we're about to get someone who yeah. can do do that for all, all of our mm-hmm. projects anyway. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm confident that we can like do what we set out to do pretty well. Yeah. It's more, are we doing it the right way yeah. <laughs> that we need to question. Um, all right. Any any to- quick topics from you, Alex? I've got like a couple minutes. I found it interesting in the week um, about Activision. You know the games company behind oh, yeah. Call of Duty yeah. and many other. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Huh? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. There we go. Um, I'm interested. They they're in the they got quite a bit of bad press. I don't know if you saw, but for a patent that got approved that they filed in 2015. No, it was it was kind of a mechanism for microtransactions and kind of how the basically they were tailoring your gameplay experience to push you toward buying tra- microtransactions toward buying new guns in games. Yeah, yeah. For example, they'll they'll purposefully put you up against players that have like say you're a sniper, they can see you're a sniper player, you like using snipers. Mm. They'll purposefully put you up against better people with a higher rank uh, and higher skill, obviously, that have that like DLC weapon, All right. and they'll kind of manipulate it in that way to kind of push the player to be like, oh, these guys are playing really well, mm. they keep beating me, and they have this gun. Therefore, I should Therefore, buy this gun. I should buy this gun. And yeah, I think it's it's a whole topic in itself, whole gun of worms, the, the gambling of in there's in games yeah. at the moment, and I know there's there's a petition recently in the UK that kind of is pushing that to be discussed in Parliament. Obviously, right. the change.org. Um, I, I I personally think it's wrong. So you obviously have a lot of younger young people playing these games. Yeah, yeah. That are gambling. Age in the UK is 18, and there's people under 18 essentially gambling. Yeah. Real money and like real rewards. Yeah. I don't think it's good. What do you guys think? Uh, what well, one one question? I how do you paint that? What are they doing? That's paintable. I think it was just the mechanism of how they do it, right. and I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, co- companies would patent anything they yeah. can, to be honest. Mm. But it's just the fact that it's become public knowledge, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot, shot themselves in the foot. Excuse and the pun. And people like. <laughs> 
people love to dig out these companies for, for this kind of thing and yeah. when they when there's public kind of patents about it. I mean yeah. yeah it was uproar. Yeah, so yeah, back on your kind of question around the whole yeah, gamma side of it, obviously it should be uh definitely controlled and definitely mm-hmm. uh yeah, just make sure that the risks are apparent like the gambling industry is heavily regulated for a reason. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. It seems so, bizarre that, that these uh, huge companies are able to release these huge games with no regulation at all. No, because it's because they can kind of flout the rule yeah, by huh? saying, like, yeah. well, it's not actual yeah, yeah. money. Even though it is actual money. Yeah, it's it's not like I'm putting £10 on this. Mm. I'm doing, yeah. you know, this. And it can, yeah, it can certainly become a problem and, and influence... Uh, yeah, for sure. And it's an introduction to gambling. Yeah, if it's nothing. It's, it's, it's an introduction, introduction to to that kind of risk reward. I'm gonna spend my hard earned whatever that is yeah. in game kind of like uh, money to buy these things. But I guess what what would be the alternative? Yeah, well, it makes them a lot of money. So yeah. I mean, if it's not gambling, if you just straight up if they have a store where you earn your in game. Yeah, true, I mean, if they true. take that gambling mentality out, obviously, but as as the industry knows, it's addictive. Yeah. Even with Farmville, um, when it released on Facebook, probably ten years ago. Oh, yeah, must have been something like that. Um, Two thousand eight, probably. The whole monetization strategy of that is for quickening. It's like a way out. So instead of working hard and building mm. your farm, yeah. sending out the plants and all that stuff, you can buy points yeah yeah real coins and uh spend them however you want yeah i guess that yeah that that's not gambling that's obviously pay to win yeah it's essentially it's the gambling element is just another something in the works that kind of keeps you hooked yeah to doing that yeah because buying some of the cash and then spending it isn't as fun it's all i might get a chance yeah yeah Yeah. it's an interesting topic though it is an interesting topic because Although obviously we're talking about like how bad that is, that kind of behaviour. Mm. As a consumer, um, kind of psycho- psychological pattern, it's actually like really interesting to kind of observe and, and it's sort of a hook that you want to build inside a product yeah. without kind of the risk of the money side of it. Like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Get, and the addiction side of it, obviously, is, yeah, yeah, needs yeah, to yeah. be avoided. But it's, it's having that hook. And we were talking obviously earlier this week about... Um, the kind of psychological around consumer behaviour and it's, 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 it's yeah. super interesting. It's I mean, like yeah, I want to get into all, a lot of tech products have have that kind of psychological, like it's it's kind of a goal to strive towards. Yeah, I mean, make a product addictive. A lot of people use it. You raise a lot of money, you make a lot of money. Yeah, it's not even just addictive. It's just like kind of that. You know, it could be as simple as just positive reinforcement yeah. or. Uh, even social peer pressure mm-hmm. so like by kind of being forced into it by like your two of your friends are using this app so yeah, you should yeah, be yeah. that's like the only reason I use WhatsApp I don't actually like WhatsApp I think it's it's like I don't see the point like compared to yeah. iMessage but I have to use it <laughs> because otherwise I don't want to be able to talk yeah. to anyone so or, where's the boundary of having a product that, that meets all these great guidelines yeah. it's really good but then like, no one uses it yeah. yeah because no one cares about it yeah so that's yeah alright any other topics think so no alright I think that's it so next week is more web work and 
Uh, Less web work. Yeah, well, more of web work, but not like more in quantity of web work. As right. in we're carrying right. on right. some right. web work, yep. shall I say. Yep. Uh, as an AR content, and hopefully we'll have a name we need of this our product. One. We're launching next week. I don't know if you are <laughs> But yes, I am. Friday, oh, Friday next week. Yeah, Friday next week, which is the same day we record this. So next week we have to talk about <laughs> yeah, how they're launching. Um, even though literally, like, I anticipate the launch would just be us deploying it, and then... We need to get some balloons. Be like, it's done. <laughs> balloons, Balloon. poppers. <clears throat> yeah. As if, uh, well, it's Donut Friday, isn't it? So Donut Friday. Maybe, yeah, share, the, share the launch. Well, yeah, we need the name. There's a few <laughs> few issues to fix, uh, which I'm confident I can fix before launch. And then... Yeah, we should record the whole day. And then we could do a bit of branding. We should have recorded our name... The thing is, that it's not. It's not I, that's the thing, right? Going back to launches, is you mm. think it's going to be really eventful. Yeah. It's not. Like no. it's literally the same as like when I push on like a Wednesday yeah. evening after I've done a bit of work. Mm-hmm. Like the product's already out there. We just need to wrap a domain around it. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really going to be a grand launch, and there's no door to open. It's just no, going to be like. But you, <laughs> you have to. You have to embrace the launch, because. Yeah. All right. What yeah. have you worked towards? Exactly. It's a milestone, right? It is a milestone. It will be a milestone. And as you said about goal setting, it's important yeah. to have your goals. Yeah. All right. So next week we'll be talking about product. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.